0: Nothing scares us. Do like scary
1: movies? Uh-huh. I'll be right back. Nothing scares us. What does you mean? Nothing scares us. Hello
0: and welcome to the Nothing Scares Us podcast, where two jaded horror fans hunt for an actually scary movie. I'm Michelle. And I'm Serenia. And today we are talking about George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. (laughs) <laughs> Released in 1968, this is the first mainstream zombie movie, even though the word zombie was never actually used in the film. It was made mostly with the director's friends and family and a budget of $114,000, and it ended up grossing more than $30 million internationally.
1: It was friends and family, local theater people, and just local people in general.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was also released pre-rating system, meaning children saw this movie, yes. and were probably traumatized.
1: Yes, they were. there was a thing we saw where they were like, the children were crying halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, this film was
0: added to the National Film Registry. There is a whole-ass franchise consisting
1: of five other films, you said? And they're all directed by the same guy, which is awesome. I think I they, like they all they- know
0: that, Serenia. We're the only ones that didn't know that. Oh,
1: well, I'm excited... <laughs> And I didn't know that, and I think that's cool, because I feel like when they remake movies, they always change the director.
0: (laughs) Each movie presents us with a further deepening of the zombies' mythology, revealing more to understanding the zombies and their continued evolution after the outbreak as the series progresses. And also, thanks to one particular casting choice of Dwayne Jones as the movie's protagonist, this film has become an unintentional racism commentary. So that is partially why we're talking about it in the month of February, which is Black History Month. Um, I feel like it's important to mention for the, for the listeners at home that I am not black, and neither is Serenia, but Serenia is also not white. So <laughs> I'm going to hand uh, the majority of the racism comments over to you. Oh, uh, no. Take everything that I say with a grain of salt. I am an <laughs> ignorant white person. I am very, very sorry. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> You're not ignorant. I try my best, but uh, I feel like there's always a level of ignorance that comes with being white in America, unfortunately, but uh, I try. Anyway, this isn't about me. (laughs) This is about Night of the Living Dead. So we open up with two siblings named Barbara and Johnny. They're uh, in the car... They've driven down from some undisclosed location. I don't remember if they said it or not, but uh, they're... they're, Mom's house, I think. She gave them... Yeah, but I don't remember where. Um, And they are going to lay a wreath on their father's grave. That's where we start. And while they're at the cemetery, a a very slow-moving, menacing, somewhat menacing (laughs) figure... Uh, Looms up into the distance and gets a hold of Barbara. And then Barbara runs off, leaves Johnny for dead, and ends up holed up in this house where she finds a presumably woman eaten and chewed up upstairs. This is when our protagonist, played by Dwayne Jones, shows up in a truck and asks her, What the fuck is going on? (laughs) What the fuck is up, Barbara? What are we going to do here? And Barbara just refuses to say anything to him. Unless
1: she needs something. Then she's like,
0: we're going to do this
1: thing. (laughs) And then, you know, she gets upset when he doesn't want to. And then she goes back to ignoring him.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, here we go again with the casting choice, which is, you know, this begs the question of, is Barbara not responding to him for, like trauma reasons? Like, is she just not processing what's going on to her? Mm-hmm. Or is it because she was just saved by a black man in the 1960s? <laughs> so, um, it's a very interesting moral quandary that this movie presents. I feel like there's a lot you could dissect with it, and I'm sure it everything that there is to be dissected already has been dissected a million times over, but...
1: I like to think that maybe originally, since it was the director did say that it was supposed to be white men that was cast and that's how it was written anyways, that's what they had in mind mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be a racist thing of course but then once once they cast Mr. Dwayne <laughs> yeah, D- Jones, Dwayne Jones then yeah like, like whether they intended it or not I feel like that's why she wasn't responding to him mm-hmm. quite as well I mean obviously she was traumatized but also because he's black
0: mhm I don't know if you knew this, but he's black. He's black. He's black. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Mr. Jones, I'm just going to call him Mr. Jones because I don't think the character is ever actually named. That's true. Uh, so Mr. Jones is doing his best to board the house up and make it zombie-proof for him and Barbara, and Barbara is just, like, staring off into the distance and being completely useless. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Until he, like, finally confronts her, being like, are you gonna help me or not? Like, come on, lady. Um, and she kind of goes all hysterical, like, my brother, I need to go save my brother. Johnny, Johnny, we gotta go save Johnny. Um, and she, like, gets up out of her chair, and she slaps him, at which point Mr. Jones slaps her right the fuck back, which I absolutely loved, um but then <laughs> Barbara straight up faints at this gentle love tap um and I feel like again like there, there's a lot to unpack there
1: she was so annoying she really I'm was sorry.
0: i sorry mean, I kept saying like I hope she dies I hope she freaking dies um but yeah like that scene of just him slapping a white woman like straight across the face was so powerful and like we love to see it honestly <laughs> quite frankly um the fact that she passed out, like, immediately after, it's like, did she pass out because he, like, actually hit her hard, which obviously he didn't, it was pretty clear that he didn't hit her hard, (laughs) or was it, like, the shock that he would dare to hit her?
1: How dare he?
0: Yeah. There's so many different levels of interpretation for this movie, depending on your comfort, with black people and your, you know, interpretation of racism. Like, I don't think MAGA people would watch this movie (laughs) and see racism. They would just be like, it's just a movie. This is all that happened, you know? Like, there's nothing more to it. You're crazy. (laughs) Must have felt like every nightmare for people who were against uh, bringing down Jim Crow laws, who were against integration, who were against equal pay, all that. You know, anyone who was afraid of the social structure was seeing their worst nightmare on the screen in Dwayne Jones and Night in the Living Dead. What happens after the slap?
1: I don't remember what happens, but then I remember what's-his-face comes out of the cellar. Yeah,
0: one thing leads to another. They're listening to the radio I think they get some information about Um, about the... Well, I don't think they have any information other than that they need to, like, hole up and protect themselves from the supposed people that have gone on a murderous rampage. The ghouls. The ghouls, yeah. Um, And then, some people just hop right out of the cellar, like, they've been there the whole time, and Mr. Jones is obviously pissed,
1: because like, why didn't you help us? Like, hello? He's like, did you not hear her screaming? And the guy is like well, we don't know what's going on. And he was like, she was screaming. You could obviously tell her she needed help. What's wrong with you?
0: That girl was screaming. Sure, you must know what a girl screaming sounds like. Those things don't make any noise.
1: Anybody would know somebody that needed help.
0: The men that come up from the cellar, there is one guy. I don't remember their names. There's one man that I will call Mr. Tightshirt and another mm-hmm. man that I will call Bald. He's baldy. Because <laughs> he is bald. So Baldy and Tightshirt. <laughs> they come up from the cellar and they're like, uh, they're having a t- they're having an argument about whether or not they should stay up top in the house with Mr. Jones and Barbara or go back down into the cellar with everybody because Baldy has his wife and his daughter who is who has taken ill suddenly uh, in the cellar and he wants to protect them at all costs obviously, uh, but. Tightshirt makes the very good point that if they get cornered in the cellar, they'll have nowhere to run to. Yeah. And so, you know, reluctantly, they all end up uh, up top together for the most part, except for a few people. Um, and then they uncover a television set, which basically tells them that the dead have come to life and are now killing people. You gotta
1: shoot them in the head and you gotta burn him.
0: Yeah, that's the only way <laughs> to get rid of this affliction and... Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. We literally just watched this movie, but already everything's so fuzzy in my head. Yep. It's weird. It is weird. I think it's probably just because, like, the subject matter is so familiar to us because so many movies have, like, taken inspiration from this
1: movie. The best part to me is that we don't remember the names. I remember Judy... Judy. Yeah, Judy was... That was Tyshirt's girlfriend.
0: Yeah. And Helen was, um... <laughs> See, I didn't even remember her name. Helen, I just remember Judy. Helen was Baldy's wife. I remember the women. And
1: Karen was the daughter, right? I didn't even know she had a name. <laughs> yeah, you remember? You were like, oh, her name is Karen. Oh, yeah. See, I even forgot that I commented that. <laughs> the heck? Yeah. It was funny that her name was Karen. Yeah, beware of Karens. They'll murder you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, at one point... Um, Judy, is that her name? Judy and, uh, well, Judy isn't supposed to be there. But Tightshirt and Mr. Jones, they go out to try and get gas for the for his truck
1: so yes. that they can try and get out of there and get to the army station. Yeah, they have, like, rescue stations. That's the other thing they saw on the TV. They have rescue stations out They're like, now instead of holding up, y'all should go to these rescue stations and we'll help you.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to do that. But in the process, Tightshirt and Judy end up blowing up their car it was so dumb it was very it was very dumb but uh they blow up in the car and the zombies have themselves a little barbecue (laughs) it was great and they chow down um which i imagine was very gruesome
1: to see for that (laughs) time period can you put in the audio of us watching that part yeah okay
0: i'm excited to read about how people reacted to this ready
1: you my sister's rats. <laughs> I'm
0: surprised they're not more burned up.
1: Maybe they just got done on the outset. <laughs> Medium right here. Well a naked
0: lady. I think it's the same shot from before. I think it just reused it. <laughs> That's funny. they're actually... They're having some goodness <laughs> on It's like fried yeah. chicken. So, uh, they have their little barbecue, and Mr. Jones makes it back to the house, but Baldy is an asshole and doesn't want
1: to let him back in. He doesn't open the door for him. Yeah,
0: because he, blame- I guess he blames him for the fact that, <laughs> that those two wouldn't get out of the burning car. Yep. <laughs> um, so, there's a lot of tension there, and baldy obviously wants to take control he's wanted to take control this whole time and he's like telling his wife helen like i gotta get that gun i gotta like you know take control of the situation um to the to the point where like when zombies are coming for mr jones like they're trying to break in through the window he just sort of stands there and you know grapples with it he does eventually end up like you know lifting a board to help him um but uh, not <laughs> before trying to like seize the gun from him and
1: take control my favorite thing about baldy trying to take control the whole time is when even his wife was like do you really care (laughs) or is it just about being in control Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and he's like what are you talking about yeah we stand, helen helen's the best (laughs)
0: character in this whole thing helen should have been the protagonist honestly like she should have made it she should have yeah
1: she should have made it i don't know if she should have been the protagonist but she should have made it she should have been the final girl (laughs) she should have been like well we'll get to it
0: (laughs) but but, um in this whole like kerfuffle mr jones ends up regaining control of the gun and he basically shoots baldy i felt like
1: that was unnecessary
0: yeah it was very unnecessary but i guess he was in like the sort of mind of like it's him or me i guess (laughs) there could have been like a commentary of like you know, there's these monsters outside, but we're monsters too. There's a lot of ways you could interpret it, but it's true. regardless, he shoots the man. And uh, um, meanwhile, was it before or after
1: that he got shot that Helen went down to be with the daughter? After, because uh, Karen was already eating him. Right, right, you're right. <laughs> so um, Bob gets Bob. Is that was was that his name or was it Ben? His name
0: is Baldy. 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 <laughs> his name is Baldy. His name is Baldy. And Baldy uh, rolls down the stairs after being shot in the chest. And, uh, you know, his daughter Karen, who has uh, been infected, wakes up and starts chowing down on him. Yep. Uh, which is actually, like, a pretty, like, that's a pretty solid scene. That's probably one of my favorites from the whole thing. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Mr. Jones is still trying to, like, hold back the zombies and keep them out. Yep and uh,
1: then Helen they start scratching at her through the door that the part of the door that they've broken, mm-hmm, and she goes down uh to be with her daughter. But the reason she got away is because what's her face at the beginning of the movie what's barbara Barbara. <laughs> Barbara finally does something He goes to try to help her And then she gets away And then Barbara's getting All scratched up mm-hmm. That really annoyed me too
0: Because like this whole time We're like Johnny has the keys Johnny has the keys And like I thought That they were gonna use that Like when she sees him As a zombie oh, yeah. I thought she was gonna Like finally like You know get it through her head That he's gone And like reach into his pocket And grab the keys or something Well no, she just so, gets eaten by him Yeah like that That's so stupid I can't stand <laughs> that <laughs> but anyway, we don't have to worry about it Because this person that's been there for the entire freaking movie Just goes without <laughs> without a second thought And she's dead Like no point to her existence as, the, as a character at all um, And then Helen ends up in the cellar Baldy is dead, Karen's eaten him And then Karen turns on her And uh, stabs her with a very <laughs> interesting sound effect <laughs>
1: screaming was a joke <laughs> yeah well her screaming
0: turns into this like wah wah synthesizer wah, 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 wah. noise it reminds me kind of like the the, the butt trumpet noises from rosemary's favorite baby butt trumpet yeah where the trumpets are like tooting
1: i just remember that there was aggressive trumpeting yeah don't the, don't the
0: trumpet sounded like farts we said
1: remember i don't remember anymore
0: <laughs> But anyway, there's some, some interesting musical choices. Um, but but a like genuinely pretty like a pretty solid scene of Karen, you know, going to
1: town on her mom. It was a good scene. I was just too busy laughing at her screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you do, honestly.
0: <laughs> what is <Where's> that scream? <laughs> This is where the idea for Karens Being
1: Terrible came from. <laughs> what is this scream and
0: the sound effects of it? Oh, wait wait, 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 She's, like, going to town on her mom, just, like,
1: just killing her with a spade or something. I think it was a gardening spade. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird, because I don't... Maybe I'm just an amateur gardener, which I am, but I don't think they're supposed to be sharp. Maybe in the 1960s, spades were sharp. Maybe they were sharp. (laughs) Or she had zombie strength or
0: something. I don't know. Maybe. There's probably an explanation for it. (laughs) But regardless, um, Mr. Jones, he can't really hold off the zombies any longer, and he ends up in the cellar with them. Um, And so he has to uh, dispose of all of them. Does he kill Karen? He kills Karen first, right?
1: Yeah, he kills
0: her yeah, and then the... And, and then Baldy wakes up. Yeah, he wakes up, so he shoots him several times, wastes way too many bullets, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and then Helen starts twitching, and so he gets hurt, too, and he's just kind of like, oh, God, what have I done? He has, like, a little bit of moment-like shit. Yeah. And so he just holds up for the night and, you know, <laughs> sits with it. And then we cut to the army, who has mobilized and made their way to, I guess...
1: The area.
0: Uh, yeah, the area where they're staying, um, and they're disposing of the zombies that are still there. And without really looking or checking to see if anybody in the area is still alive. They're just shooting everyone down. Yeah, so they just uh, they point their gun, they see somebody moving inside of the house, they point their gun, and they shoot Mr. Jones right in the head right between the eyes yep and uh, that's the end of the movie Um, I hate it yeah it's not not my favorite but very impactful considering the time period and very relevant still today like the story of cops killing innocent unarmed black men well I guess he was (laughs) technically armed in this instance but that doesn't really matter
1: see if they had like paid attention to the fact that he was armed though I think they would have realized he was in a zombie and they would have shot him yeah but nevertheless, he's dead, or at least implied to be
0: dead, and uh, that's the end of the movie. And uh, you know, you kind of just have to sit with the fact that like this all could have been prevented if like
1: the police would think first and while not they, while shoot they, first. Yeah. Well, they flash uh, pictures of him being dragged with the re- out to the rest of the zombies pile. Mm-hmm. That was annoying. Yeah. Are they gonna shoot him? I'm gonna be so mad I think we're going to shoot him Uh, I also want to mention I just realized That part of the reason maybe That I don't remember anything Is because I was having a very hard time (laughs) Staying awake Not because of the movie But because I've been tired (laughs) We
0: actually had to record this um, In two separate bursts Because Serenia fell asleep After like the first 15 minutes of recording I needed a nap Yeah she took, like, an hour and a half nap, and then we <laughs> went back at it. <laughs> nap, food, finish yeah. the movie. There you go. In that order. Obviously, I can see, like, why it was... It, it still is considered a horror classic. Like, there's a lot of things about it that were really really influential at the time, and also still today, but it's also, like, a very deceptively simple movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, on paper, there's really nothing going on other than, like, a very simple, straightforward survival story. Um, in a lot of ways, it actually reminded me a lot of um, Lovecraft Country. I don't think you've seen that yet. But nope. there's a scene in, I think, the first or second episode in which all the characters who are black people in the, in the 60s mm-hmm. as well um, and they're holed up in a house because monsters are hunting them down in the woods outside Mm. and they all have to like band together to survive and this has like very similar energy I feel like because like they're not only are they fighting literal monsters but they're also like trying to contend with racism from the people who are supposed to be helping them oh gosh so yeah it's it's an interesting parallel and you know it's cool that such an old film still has like so much weight in today's
1: society in today's pop culture yeah so
0: shall we move on to some of our favorite
1: segments well i just wanted to add i think it's funny that the director tried so hard to not make them he was like these are not zombies they're not zombies they're ghouls (laughs) (laughs) they're they're, flesh-eating ghouls
0: but they are zombies though
1: they end and they ended up being like what all zombies today are basically the blueprint for like all modern zombies yeah (laughs)
0: It's pretty interesting. It's it's funny how things work out. And I feel like um, you know, from the impression that I got from the documentary that we watched was that um, he's kind of like proud to be the zombie guy. Yeah. He's accepted it. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's so
1: cool. I don't think he's I don't think he's still alive, unfortunately. No. But, you know, died. I don't remember what year anymore. I saw it though. Yeah. RIP. <laughs> Very late rest in peace to George Romero. I did see that his son is, or maybe was, I didn't look into it too much yet, um, his son is trying to make, like, sort of a prequel Mm -hmm. of, like, the, I think it was the six years before, like, the events leading up to Night of the Living Dead, so that's cool. Like, on the spaceship or anything? We didn't even mention, like, the radiation. Oh, yeah, what the heck was with the radiation? Yeah, they were radiation zombies.
0: Yeah, evidently the, um, there was, like, some sort of space mission, and the, the shuttle was, uh, not brought all the way back to Earth because of, there was some sort of concern of radiation. Did they say they, like, tried to blow it up? Yeah, I think so. So the implication is that the radiation messed with something in the dead people's brains, the dead that weren't already buried. Yeah. That's another interesting thing, I thought, like, because nowadays you think of zombies, like, even virus. if even if they're in the ground, they're still gonna, like, come up and get you, but oh. in this they specifically make a point of, like, unburied dead only.
1: Yeah. I thought you were gonna say all the zombies are like it's a virus but this was radiation Mm -hmm. which i guess is like you know it works very
0: similarly you know it doesn't really change like change the whole context like if it's radiation or if it's a a virus it's still like basically the same thing Mm -hmm. so now should we go on to our segments
1: okay (laughs) um were there inescapable boobies in this movie no but there was a naked lady but one, they only showed her butt one singular rogue booty yes but that's it and it was a zombie booty too so like maybe she was well they buried people in clothes well they weren't maybe buried, she was in the morgue or waiting to be embalmed or something oh you're right she was in the morgue and she probably became a zombie and got out yeah something like that <laughs> um <laughs> would we survive this movie and how i, I- feel like we would probably listen to wasn't his name ben was it ben mr jones was his character's name ben maybe
0: i i remember tight shirt called somebody ben but i wasn't sure if it was baldy or if it was the main
1: guy well we would probably listen to mr jones right the radio people right so i think we would be okay yeah also well maybe not though because
0: we live in a city oh you're right but also they said that this was happening on the east coast wasn't it
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: I, I think that this was happening on the East Coast, so there might have been a chance that uh, we wouldn't have even had this problem to begin with. And this is true? Yeah. But if there were, let's just say there were zombies, and they were living by this exact same set of rules, would we survive?
1: I think we'd be okay. I
0: think so, too. Especially because, zombies. yeah, they're so slow-moving, and I feel like, no offense to the most of the people that are in this movie, especially Barbara, but uh, I feel like... <laughs> We're more capable than that We've seen a lot of horror movies We know what to do We've lived through
1: several uh, harrowing experiences Maybe if we were living in the 1960s Maybe we would handle it so well But I think we still would I feel like
0: what woman has ever not known what to do In a situation like that That's what made Barbara so frustrating Because like obviously she knows what to do And how to handle a stressful situation Like that's all that women do Even in the 1960s <laughs> So I think that we would survive, like, you know, find a flamethrower, a lighter... Or we would be okay.
1: ...something, you know? We w- oh, That's another thing. We wouldn't set things on fire on the porch. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true.
1: I'm surprised they didn't burn the house down. The main character, Mr. Jones, he kept setting things on fire to scare the zombie off, but, like, it would be on the porch or right next to the porch, like...
0: And that part where he was, th- the guy was throwing the Molotov cocktails out the window, and he was, like, almost hitting the car every yes. time. I'm just like, oh, God, sir. Mm. It's a miracle that they made it all the way to the gas pump to begin with. Yes. How problematic was it? Well, we talked a little bit about the misogyny. So, that was, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily problematic, but just indicative of the time.
1: Are you talking about Barbara? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, she was annoying.
0: <laughs> and, um... You know, obviously, like we've mentioned over and over again, the roots in racism, Mm -hmm. um, which in and of itself, racism is very problematic, but also indicative of the time that this film was
1: made. But also, I don't think the movie was, like... I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I don't think the movie was being racist, I thought I was trying to be like, Mm -hmm. he's black, and like... Yeah, the movie was actually very, like...
0: In most regards, it was very anti-racist because yeah. it like they didn't change a single thing about the movie other than the way that the protagonist spoke. They made him more well-educated.
1: Yeah, I read that originally he was gonna be a truck driver. I think it was something like that.
0: He was just supposed to be like very like simple-minded truck driver, yeah. driver like just a good old town like southern truck yeah. driver boy type.
1: And then they cast Mr. Jones, and he was like, um, actually. I'm not going to speak like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to speak like this. But other than that, they didn't actually change the lines, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was the same. Exactly the same. According to George Romero. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Um. So it was problematic in the, in the sense of, like, these things happened and they were not okay and they're still not okay. Uh, but it aged, I'd say, pretty well. I think so, too because the same problems that we're facing in that movie aka like the racism behind the zombie thing like obviously we're not having a zombie apocalypse right now but we yeah. do have a pandemic yep. and we do have police brutality and police uh, shooting
1: and killing black men without any regard and we do have baldies that care more about being right and being control than actually helping to overcome the pandemic
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so in that sense it actually aged pretty well i think and now it's time for In My Gay Opinion. In my gay opinion.
0: <laughs> I think that there's no way that either the character or the actor that played tight shirt is straight. <laughs> the second I saw him, I was like, that is a whole gay man.
1: <laughs> what do I you don't think? know. Wasn't that like a thing like for guys to wear tight shirts so you could see their like chest and their abs their pecs? and their Yeah, but it's something? like the way that he carried
0: himself also. He just gave me vibes.
1: See, sometimes I just get those vibes from guys in old movies though. Yeah, but like just me. I
0: don't know, because like I didn't get it from Baldy, I didn't get it from Mr. Jones, I didn't get it from Johnny, I got it from him though. Him
1: specifically. I didn't notice. Maybe I'm just too sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But anyway, that's just my gay opinion.
0: Let's get technical. Um how did you think how did you feel rather about the way that the movie was made? Like, it definitely, like, felt very old and dated. We mentioned, um, while we were doing our research that The Exorcist, which we watched last week, was made in 1973, I believe, and this movie was made in 1968, so there's, like, only a five-year difference.
1: I couldn't believe that, because there's such a huge difference between
0: the movies. Yeah, like, obviously this is in black and white, (laughs) and, um, (laughs) The Exorcist is in, like, full-color, beautiful sweeping shots, very, like, well-produced, well-made film that stands up really well to today's standards. And this is, like, you feel like you're watching something archaic, basically. (laughs) Um, Not to say that it isn't a good movie, it's just, like, it feels very dated, and a lot of that probably has to do with um, the very low budget that it was shot and made with.
1: Yeah. I think they did a good job for having Mm -hmm. started with almost nothing.
0: Oh, definitely. And um, I feel like... While I was watching this, I kept getting the feeling of, like, if I were to make this movie today, I would approach it very similarly to the way that they shot and laid out everything, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool to see.
1: How was it that they started again? It was ten guys. Or it, how m- I think it was, like, ten people that all pitched in 600 bucks. Just to get it started. Just to mm-hmm. start it. And then they started showing it to investors who decided they liked it and started contributing more money. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. How about, is this scary or just gross? I'd say it was probably scary in the 60s. I don't think it was just gross. A lot of people were bothered by the fact when they were... The zombies were eating the car explosion barbecue. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: you could see them eating, like, a hand and some organs. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think the other parts were also probably really pretty scary Mm -hmm. in the 60s. Well, for
0: the most part, like, this film is basically just suspense for the most part. The only two, like, genuinely gruesome scenes are... The barbecue scene and the scene with Karen at the end.
1: Yeah, she's eating her dead. Yeah,
0: those are really, like, the only, like, graphic scenes in the whole movie. Um, so, you know, the bulk of the scares really rely on those two scenes alone.
1: That's true. Well, it, I mean, I feel like there's other parts that were also scary, they just weren't gory, you know what I mean? I feel like they were tense. I feel like there was a lot of tension and suspense in this film,
0: but it wasn't necessarily, like, meant to invoke terror. I feel like those... That's true those scenes those brief bits of gore were meant to be like like this is like where you're supposed to be terrified and like really like Mm -hmm. affected by it um and you know by my standards as like a person of today Mm -hmm. I feel like it was more gross than genuinely scary but like the idea of like your daughter coming to life like a small child and like your small dead child coming back to life and killing you and eating you. (laughs) That's pretty scary. It is. But it's only scary, like, in idea, and only if you, like, are able to buy into it. And because of, like, the dated nature of this film, it's really kind of hard to buy into with today's lenses, you know?
1: (laughs) Can I talk about the dogs? (laughs) Of course you can. Here's some animal facts with Serenia. They had dogs. They had police dogs, and it made me happy. Um, At one point, Michelle was like, how did they train the dogs to go after the zombies so quick? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe the dogs kind of figured it out after a few zombies were taken down. They're like, oh, they want the ones that smell like that. Okay. (laughs) I don't actually know how police dogs work, though, so I could be totally I'm pretty sure it's not like that. Well, I mean, I know (laughs) they take, like, a lot of training, but... If they're already trained, maybe it, like they'll figure it out after a few times. You know, they had already been hunting for a while by the time they got there with the dogs. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, shouts out to all the good boys, <laughs> all boys the good and boys girls. and girls. When I say all cops are bastards, I don't
0: mean them. <laughs> yes. And that brings us to the main question of the hour, which is: Was it scary? No, not really.
1: I didn't think it was scary, but it made people cry when it came out in the sixties. Yeah. Well, it made children cry. How many zombie brains are we going to give it out
0: of 10? I would give it... In terms of scariness alone. A one. Yeah. It's not really scary. Maybe a 1.5 if I'm being generous. Okay. You know, what do we give The Exorcist? Like two or three? I think we
1: give it like a three.
0: Yeah, so this is definitely like, this is a one.
1: Okay. A one. Um, But that doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. No, it's good. It's just not scary to Mm -hmm. us who would we recommend it to and why do we think other people found it scary well one they were children and according to what we found information wise up until this point horror movies were mostly like what they called it like a cheap thrill for kids like Mm -hmm. it was like basically goosebumps (laughs) yeah they were meant for kids and teens to have a good time Mm -hmm. it
0: wasn't like serious cinema for adults Well, anyway... Anyways... Who would we recommend it to?
1: Children. <laughs>
0: no. Um, I would recommend it to, I guess, like, like huge horror buffs who haven't seen it. People like us,
1: basically. If, if
0: you like scary movies, like, watch it. You yeah, watch it's, it. it's worth a shot. Like, you should, like, know where the thing you love originated, basically. Like,
1: even though I didn't think it was scary, and I'm now not expecting any of the sequels that followed to be scary... It did make me want, when I learned that it was like, there was more and it was by the same director, I'm like, I now want to go watch the other mm-hmm. ones.
0: Well, that leads right into the next question, which is, will we watch it again?
1: Maybe. I kind of want to see it. to watch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I kind of want to see it in color,
1: though. That's true. Oh, that was another fun fact to throw in real quick. In some of the versions where they put it in color, some of them would make the zombie's skin light green and some of them would make the zombie's skin gray, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> fun
0: fact but yeah we got uh, some zombies some race commentary and uh, some unintentional race commentary mm-hmm. uh you know the first modern mainstream zombie film that isn't technically about zombies <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it is though um yeah that's night of the living dead yay i finally watched it <laughs> yeah can i call myself a true horror fan now
0: no, I think I think I think we still have a couple more movies to go before we can get there. Okay. But um yeah, I do feel more like cultured in a way. Like I feel like I know something that I <laughs> that I should have already known long ago. That's true. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you listen to this, please leave Uh, reviews on apple podcasts if you feel so inclined share and spread the news of this podcast if you enjoyed it it would really mean a lot to us you can interact with us on tiktok youtube instagram and twitter at nothing scares us and feel free to recommend movies that really scared you because we're trying to get through all the scariest ones
1: also do you want us to watch and react to the rest of the night of the living dead movies Or should we just move on and do other things?
0: (laughs) We're probably going to move on and do other things, but, like, if you really want us to.
1: Okay, I wouldn't wouldn't mind doing the other
0: ones. Mm -hmm. I learned that The Crazies is apparently part of the series. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a zombie movie.
1: I didn't know it was part of the series. I thought it was just by the same director. Well, maybe. I feel like all of his movies, though, are part of the same universe. Maybe. I don't know. That would be cool.
0: We'll look into this. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Leave all your suggestions and all the fun things and the reviews and the interactions and blah b'di blah b'di blah. And we will be back next week with another episode.
1: Bye. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara.